What's up, everyone? Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Knicks, Jets, etc. is sponsored by Thrive Fantasy, a daily fantasy sports app. But for player props, they have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask about the top-tier athletes in each respective sport. If NFL, you choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. And if it's the NBA or esports, you could choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on the likelihood of it to occur. And then they tier the prop so the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. It's actually pretty cool. The more points you rack up, the bigger share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL week-to-week and thousands more with the NBA returning soon. So download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting the website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Make sure to use the promo code KJE when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant deposit match of up to $50 with a $20 minimum. Must be 18 years or older, and you can't deposit funds or enter it into any paid contests in states such as New York, New Jersey, New Hampshire, Maine, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Virginia, and Washington. Again, Thrive Fantasy, promo code KJE for Knicks, Jets, etc. Sign up today and prop up for free money and a chance at more prizes. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's going on, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my co-host, my pal, the man with the plan, the dude who's on MSG again for a wild and intense game, John Malika. What's good, John? Yo, what's good, man? Again, I'm happy that we're doing this the day after the game because being at MSG has become an actual exercise, actual activity. I come back and I, I need to go to bed because... It is so intense in there, man. From the second you get around 7th Ave, like just like around there, like you park your car, you, you get around there and it's already, you could, you could feel the, the, there was some tension. It was a little bit more, it was anxiety game one. There was tension game two walking in there. But as soon as you sit down and the place just erupts, like everything just changes, man. It, it, I, I wonder how it is playing in the garden, man. I wonder how it is to be a, like a New York Knicks basketball player and have the garden like cheering for them and making up <laughs> crazy chance for Trey Young every single day. No matter who the villain is, we're going to find something crazy to be yelling at them. It was less of an F Trey Young this time around. It was more of a Trey Young's balding. I'm curious. Was that, was that, uh, apparent in the, um, in the audio? I mean, it was. I was just. It didn't, it wasn't as loud as the fuck Trey Young chants. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just amazed of all the different chants that Knicks fans will come up with just to cut somebody to get, to like wave their spirit. You know what I he mean? He was pissed. Yeah. I, I can tell, man. He like, was pissed. Yo, honestly. And I'm like, as a, as a fellow bald guy, Alex, all right? And, <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you a quick funny story. As I, uh, as I was standing at the end, soaking it all in after the game, 
some girl came up to me and she was video recording, right? The crowd, uh, cheering Trey Young's balding. And she looks at me. She's like, I'm sorry. And I started dying laughing. I'm wow. like, I'm like, it's all right, girl. Don't worry about it. And then, she, wow. and then we like, we started talking, whatever, making friends. And I was like, come on, girl. Uh, but that was funny. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was, it was a funny chick. Cause Trey Young, I've been there, man. I, I've been there. When it, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like you're balding from the front. You can convince yourself that everything's good. Come out of the shower, keep a little wet too. You know what I mean? By the time it dries up, there's no mirror, so it's all good. But they're really going at him though, man. Like the, awesome. the fact that we're seeing the memes too, cause you know, he's definitely checking Twitter and all these other places. Dude, the fact that we're seeing lollipops that have fell on the carpet with like hair on it as who we that is rough, bro. That is rough. It's, I, it's I can't, rough. It's I hate rough, talking. Alex, I, and I, ha- I love I the way he's. It. I love the way he's taking care of it, though. I love the way he's acting. I, honestly, I, I truly, truly do. I'm sorry to say it out loud, but I love the way he's handling it. Yeah, I mean, he's handling it like a champ. I mean, he is truly becoming the villain of the. He's he's now another Reggie Miller. You know, he's getting into that. If we keep <laughs> yeah, facing, the, I love if it. we keep facing, if we keep facing the Hawks like this, if we're in the playoffs. Every single year, and he's like another Reggie Miller. He's a good shooter, you know, a good scorer like Reggie Miller was. You know, both were not that great on defense. So he's both floppers. <laughs> both need the fact. free throw line. That's a fact. So you, you know, he's he's he, we're both seeing it. He's coming into that role as the the, the Knicks villain. It's playing really well. Um, I'm, it's it's entertaining to watch that. But as long as the Knicks win, I'll be happy about that. Because if we lose, you know, I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> yeah. I'm real, it's really going to start cut. People will really start cutting Trey Young. And, you know, I also wonder if this has to deal with the fact that he wishes that he was a New York Nick. Because remember, when he was coming out of Oklahoma, there was a lot of talk that he could potentially fall to, what was it? I think that was the year we took Kevin Knox. Mm-hmm. And we, and, and there was a lot of talk that maybe he could fall and he'd be the next point guard. Uh, for the Knicks, as we still need today. Um, and he came out in that press conference with his Knicks gear. Remember that? Yeah. So that's why I think he also wanted to be a Knicks fan. He wanted not a Knicks fan, <laughs> but a Knicks, a, a, like a Nick. And this is, uh, you know, this is but, it. And it's our fault, though. We reap what we sow, man. We the, Honestly, the Knicks fans are reaping what we sow. We are being hostile. And we ate our words in the first game. We turned him into Reggie Miller. If we if if we didn't cheer, I I, I am one hundred percent convinced, Alex. If we didn't do what we did the first game, even if he hits that buzzer beater, it, it, it's he's not the villain. He's just some guy. He's just some guy who had a shot. It's all good. He's you know what I'm saying. He's just an up and coming star yeah, no, in the league. It's, it's not a big deal. And then what we did game two, and we won it, and then we he, we we got him all mad. He gave us the a see you in the A. We got Reggie Bullock returning that. We have John Collins who killed us game one. Crying. No show game two. No show and for, for being in foul trouble and crying about the dirty elbows on our screens. Now we're setting too hard of screens. Oh my goodness, Alex. What, what, what world am I in? What year am I in? That I Nate McMillan is, is literally filing grievances to the NBA about how we are being too aggressive on our screens. Hilarious, my man. Hilarious. I love it. I love it. And it made, it's so much sweeter that the Knicks won yesterday. You know, that's really what, because if we lost yesterday, oh my God, one, it, one. it would have been, one, one, it would have been, it would have been, it would have been horrendous. And you know, both games, interestingly enough, go out in ways where Knicks should have won the first one, 
Hawks probably should have won the second one. <laughs> and it's two you games. Say that again, man. You could definitely say that. Yeah. Again. And that it's really, it's weird how this all evens out, man. And this, these two teams are so, you know, people are saying that the Hawks are the, t- are, are more talented team than the Knicks. Debatable. Debatable. They're just a younger team with more upside. I won't say necessarily talented. There's a younger team with more upside. I don't know about the talent because it's even it's pretty even. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're necessarily more talented than us. It's just more ups, future upside because you look at Kevin Herter, you look at John Collins, you look at, um, you look at, uh, DeAndre, was it DeAndre Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you look at all these guys, Trey Young. These are young guys with potential, even Bog, Bogey, right? He, he's, he's got potential. So. They're all young, dude. Yo, yo, I literally and you and you. I was telling you this. I was telling you this before this. I was like, yo, Bogey. You're like, if this guy hits six or seven threes on us, I'm gonna be killing people. Dude, I mean, I know Bogey's good, but he hasn't been consistent all year long. He finally has gotten it together. Yesterday, I literally was screaming. When did he turn into Ray Allen? Every game I go to, he's just Ray Allen threeing me. Like, what was that yesterday? Man, I don't know. I, all I can say is this, John. Knicks, we'll get, we're gonna get into it, but all I can say, just to, to wrap up the, 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 what you saw yesterday at the game, the fact that we have tractor trailers downtown, just oh, honking. We closed 7th Ave. We closed 7th Ave for an hour. One hour. The cops let us close 7th Ave Pandemo- for one full hour. Straight pandemonium. I've, n- it is, we're just it chilling. is beautiful. It was beautiful. honestly, it was, it, it literally, like, I'm sorry to say it. It felt like we won, the, like the pennant or something. Dude, it really I, did. Honestly, like that's how we celebrate. That's how we celebrate when when the, when the Yankees win the division, like the champ the, the championship division, like going to the ALCS, like outside the Bronx, like you know, like a crazy championship, but like right in there. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly how we celebrate. Absolutely. And here and here's the thing, right? I, I'll say this: one, yes, they're they're celebrating like that, but it this is this is such a weird feeling because. It wasn't even this wild when you had the 2012-2013 season. And I love that team. It's It's way different. But the energy, man, just the energy, like the underdogs, like the the true underdog energy has really risen. (laughs) Yeah. And New York City, like, God forbid, long shot. If the Knicks make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, do you know how buck wild that would be? Alex, take it. Let's relax. I know. I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, it's just crazy. Just to, we just won one game of the series. <laughs> no, this, is, no. this is what I'm just saying. I'm not saying that we will get there. I'm just saying, imagine if you get that far, what the city will look like. This, will, my, this will be, this will be like Philadelphia when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, my man. Oh yeah. It'll be, uh, if the, if the Knicks do anything significant, it'll be in, in, in literally insanity. I think actually they would call in. Like extra cops to like make sure uh, it's secure and stuff. I'm like I'm actually not being sarcastic, but the the last thing I'll note on it, I'm I'm not really hating on us really as a collective for for being this happy and celebrating like this. No, you can't because, dude, it's like honestly, people like Max Kellerman and pundits of the Knicks were actually kind of right. We were just rooting for laundry for a long time. We haven't won in eight years, man. So, you know, we're, we're, we're rooting for our memories or laundry. Pick one. It's obviously not anything recent. So, I mean, there were, there were young kids at the garden yesterday, a lot more than I honestly expected, but it was more of a college, uh, maybe like that's a, what I heard. Yeah. It's more of like a 21 to 45, 50 crowd. 
it's, it's, it's pretty like pretty right in the middle that everyone's drinking, but there are kids there and nobody's really experienced anything like this. Like you said, the, the last time we were in the playoffs, they were, they were old. You know what I mean? It, it, it wasn't like a big, like, we're going to grow with these guys. We have something, you know, we have something to prove here, even if it's not the W. You know what I mean? Like we were literally making villains, growing culture. Our star player and our rookies are having their first playoff games they've ever had. Bro. And those guys, we really have to start getting into, man, because I was with, uh, our boy Dan O'Shea and his wife. We went to the game with them from college and fellow, fellow brothers of ours. And mm-hmm. he was maybe willing to cut Julius Randle at halftime. <laughs> I'm not even joking, Alex. He was ready. Uh, he was ready okay. to cut him. And, and, uh, and, and, and of course I was, you know, defending him, but dude, from the, from game one and the first half of game two, talk to me about the most improved player of the NBA and who I needed to be the most improved player of game two. And he scared me, man. I I still had faith, but he, he scared me. Tell me before you get into the good stuff, just tell me about that first half. All right. How about, how about this? We'll get into Julius Randle. We'll get into like some of the, the bad stuff and end on the good stuff. How about that? Should we do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how the game went. That's how the game went. True. So why not do the same? So let's, (laughs) let's get, let's, let's get it going. All right. Starting off with our most improved Award winner of the NBA, Julius Randle. Kudos to you, my man, for, for doing it. Awesome. Love it. Just complete 180 from a se- from last season to this season. Love everything that you've done. Playoffs. I think he's, I think he is just, I, I think he is, I think he's just stressed, man. Not even stressed. I think he's just in his own head. And I think he's trying to get the, the jitters out because he's playing very jittery. You know, it may our not fault. look like he's it's playing. Like I still think it's our fault. I'm like putting all the blame on me and like and the fans. I really, I really do feel like that. But th- for him, man, look, this is his first playoff game. He's never played a playoff game. He's now doing it on the largest stage possible, Madison Square Garden for the New York Knicks. You've now carried, you've not carried, but you've led this team to the postseason for the for the first time in eight years. The first time for this decade, <laughs> we're in the playoffs. And it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. And I think him being the face of this team right now, because he's the most improved, he's led us this far. There's a lot that comes with that, being the guy. And with him, he's trying to get comfortable. You just see it. He's not hitting the the, the shots that he's normally done, baseline, fadeaway, jumper, the being able to finish around the rack, taking taking the 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 head on uh, mid range, he's struggling with that. Yeah, and he's struggling even doing layups right now. I think for him, and he saw it in the second half, he finally got comfortable. Even Derek Rose mentioned he started to play his game in the second half, and we saw that. If you look at the yeah, it's way obvious. And if you look at the box score, and you're like. You're just looking, reading numbers and you're like, well, he only went five for 16 from the field, two for seven from three. You know, he hit his free throws. Did he actually come through? Yeah, he did because he was, he didn't hit a shot in the first half. What felt like maybe one. Dude, we could never look at the stats for Julius Randle. No, at, but, and at all had, for this series, you, you, you want to know what he's shooting from field, from the field? Uh, it's below 40%. <laughs> Dude, 28%. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. Like, 28%. But that's it. 
you can't look at the numbers anymore for this series. It's now a look forward type <laughs> type deal from for Julius Randle from now on. For sure. And I think, like I said, for him, it's just more so nerves. And when it comes to the playoffs, numbers, you can't really even look at the numbers. It's, do can you win? Because it's different. This is slow-paced game. Half court. Defense. This isn't the... F- not even that we were like a transition team as a free-flowing team running up and down the court as you would see others like maybe the Pelicans or the, the Lakers or, or anyone else who could just get out and transition, like the Nets. Uh, that's not our team, yeah. okay? So we're playing, our, we're playing our brand of basketball, actually. It's yeah. just, it's now much more intense. It's even yeah. more dirtier than, than we're used to. Like, Julius Randle, to be fair, still getting his, you know, stats. He's 15, 12, 4, and a half a steal. That, I mean, that's, that's what he, that, that's pretty nice. You know, it, it's okay. But what he did in the second half was more than stat line, like you said. He, 100%. And I think that he, you were so, so right because if D Rose saw it, he, I mean, he said that post game, I saw it, you know, live and you saw it live. Being down, what was it, 12, 14? Mm-hmm. At halftime, I mean, talk about sadness. <laughs> like, there was sadness in the garden. Not even just, like, not even anger. Like, we didn't know what to be mad at. It was, it was just like, what is happening? Like, no way right now. But there was still faith. And it was all about how they came out. So we, we, we did the bad stuff. Cause really, I don't know if there was much more bad than that. And I guess the, 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 the starting point guard. I mean, he yeah, was also, I mean, he was also bad. Oh my God. The, the lack of awareness closing Bro. out on threes. This is, I get it. I have to get on this point because we, we, we've defended this. We've defended this man because we feel bad for him. We understand that he is not the best. Okay. I also like we, Alfred Payton. <laughs> I know, I know you, I, I know you do. And I was actually like happy that he came on the team. I get it. I get, I get the, I get the gripe. He's not a, he's not a, he's not a shooter. We, we've gone through this whole spiel every single time, every single time. But at this point, you're part of the team. You have to give us something. Something. You're not even giving us anything. You're, you're, you're not even closing out on three. You're not even playing defense, which is the calling card that you were used for. Wait, what is this? Layups, turnovers, no defense. I actually, what <laughs> are no, you in doing no time, here? Dude, in no time, like the man played five <laughs> minutes. Man played my, the man played five minutes has a negative seven. How? How? <laughs> How? It, it makes absolutely no sense. And I can't. I can't, I can't deal with like, I can't deal with, uh, <laughs> I can't deal with it, man. I can't, I can't deal with words. <laughs> it's, it's real, it really is just that bad. I can't and, deal with words. And because I understood during the regular season, the whole point of the regular season, so we can have Derrick Rose be good for the postseason. If it's a point, it's that. not, dude, I can't, I can't with this excuse. If it's a minutes eater, give it to Frank. If it's a minutes eater, give it to, he's minus seven. What's Frank going to do? Be minus 20? <laughs> like, and he at least shoots threes. He <laughs> like, at least shoots threes. Yeah. So like, like the, I, 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 I don't want to, I'm not even going to let you finish the sentence of you telling me that excuse because it, it, I'm done with that excuse. So really that was the only bad. So we had, we, I was we just had, saying, just to clarify, I was just saying during the regular season, postseason, there's no, there's no excuse for minutes. 
This, you, I'm just saying, I hate that. I just hate that. I just hate it. Like, I, I, I also hate people asking Derrick Rose in the post game about minutes. Stop asking about minutes. We know he's playing 30, he's playing a lot of minutes. We got it. Just enough. You know what I mean? Like, like, what, what do you want him to do? Like, this yes, is postseason. 38 minutes it's, a game. It's, and it's, he's our point guard. And it's he's, po- it's, it's postseason, John. It is postseason. This is all at everything that you do during the regular season goes out the window. You know what I mean? Else? We would have been down 0 and 2. If he didn't play we 38 start, if, minutes, if we <laughs> can understand what the issue is. If we put down, if we put in Peyton again in the second half, we are just, we're, we're, dude, crumbled. I was going to say, is, I was going to say, cause it's not just Randall. I mean, it, it was how Randall came out. And I think that Derek Rose, like, kind of used Randall cause you can't say anything else. Yeah. But not like the fact that Alfred Payton didn't come out. Like it was, we, 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 we all felt an energy in the crowd. You know what I mean? As soon as it started, we felt an energy on the t- in the team. And honestly, dude, I- I'm going to come out and say it. I'm watching him on the bench, and I've been complaining about him sitting in the back row right corner. Theo Pinson is saying what up to everyone, you know, throughout the game when he's pissed off, whatever. Like, He's not even going all the way up to Payton. He's just, like, stopping. Like, he's not even he- – he doesn't want to be part of this team anymore. And that sucks because we – could have used him, honestly. But at this point, dude, I don't have time. I don't have time for feelings. <laughs> I don't have time for no defense. I don't have time for balls off your foot. I don't have time for you lagging on the transition. I don't have time. Just nah, sit on the none. bench. <laughs> give me, give me Derek Rose for thirty-eight minutes. Give me Frank if you need, and let's do it up. I think I think Frank's gonna get minutes going into Atlanta. Do you, who do you think is gonna start? <sighs> I, I would not be surprised if it's Alfred Payton again, honestly. And I'm going to, honestly, because Tibbs is a creature of habit. I, I would think not habit, be surprised. I think, no, yeah, but I, th- I think he finally broke the habit. You know what I mean? Because don't forget, like CAA. Okay. There's a connection. Scott Perry. Everyone, everyone likes Alfred Payton, like at least on paper over there. Like they, they want, they want to take care of him. They want to respect him, even though he's not like, there's a obviously fractured relationship between the team and him. On all, in all phases, fans, team, and <laughs> it looks like front office, but, you know, they still, yeah. they still got his back. Leon Rose, CAA, Scott Perry, they got his back. And maybe it was them keeping him in the starting lineup. But I think once, once, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, dude. We killed it as soon as we started the second half. For sure. Absolutely. The numbers speak for themselves. I don't think we need to touch on it anymore. Mm-hmm. Because it is what it is at this point. Even if you're not playing, you should be a team player and support your team. Exactly. That's winning. what's pissing me off now, man. And, That's what's and I can't, me and, off now. and if you can't even do that, that, that says more about you as a player. The fact that Julius Randle owned his mistakes and came back better tells you something more about him as a player. If you can't even in the moment understand that there's a greater good, what we're Let's doing go. here. So. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. Can't, yes, can't, can't, can't uh, yes. Can't, can't, but let's talk. Let's keep it going. Reggie yes. Bullock also had a rough start yesterday. And he turned it on. Him and Randall were the two catalysts with Derrick Rose and that second unit that really changed his game. Reggie Bullock wasn't shooting that well, but he came out, hit some major threes, man. Dude went four from seven from last night, five for eight from the field, just doing everything that we needed from him. He had a plus 13, really stepped up in the second half with Randall. That's, and those are the two guys that we really needed to come through. And as we know, when it comes to the first unit, we need... There's three guys that we really need to get going. RJ Barrett, Reggie Bullock, and Julius Randle. If two of those guys are not doing it, we're struggling, especially if it's Julius Randle, because that's our engine. So 
excellent, excellent points from them. Specific, specifically, though, specifically, Randall is Bullock's engine. Yeah, absolutely. Where, yeah, because, wherever wherever Randall goes, Bullock goes. If Randall's having a bad game, good luck. Just sit Bullock down, put Burks in. If Randall's having a good game, yo, get, likelihood, get in there. Yeah, likelihood Bullock's gonna be bullseye. Because they Bullock. got the, they got the two, they they got the two man game going, man. It is it is fluid. Yeah. So like it, it, it's so apparent, and they should just always be in the lineup together. I mean, uh, at this point, just leave them always together. If they're struggling, you got to put Burks in there. That from now on, I feel like that has to be the the strategy, for sure. But let's talk about another player in the starting lineup that didn't really cut it, and hasn't done so these first two series. And this was my concern, man, is when it comes to Quint Capella, the Quint Capella matchup with Nerlens Noel, because my God, the pick and roll again. It was just too easy every time Noel's out there, man. He can't. It's just it seems almost impossible to just sure. stop that play. That's Noel's flaw, and they've expo- and they're going to continue to expose it because, as we said at the top of the key, Trey Young is really good, and he is Reggie Miller esque, and he's going to expose the hell out of you. And so, and Quinn Capella is good too. Like we can't, we yeah. can't, we oh, can't, amazing. we can't, we can't look am- over that. And even if they use John Collins in the pick and roll, you can't eliminate those three guys because Quint just he's a really good center. Like really, I'm, I'm, I still can't get over the, the Rockets gave up he's on so him good. because yeah, that so is good. just bonkers. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. That's he's he so good. I agree. And you know what, man? Who needs Nerlens Noel when you got Taj Gibson also representing the, oh, the, the, the ball, the bald and the beard, bro. He's representing for me out there with the, he's, I don't think he's offended by the, the, the Trey Young's balding chance. We're on the same side here, Taj. Not, not at all. But before we get into, <laughs> but before we get into Taj, because he's part of the good side of this, let's finish up with the other two guys that were, uh, a little concerning. Cause Emmanuel quickly, he didn't have necessarily a great game, but shooting wise, I should say, but we're going to transition from like the middling to now the good. So quickly. What do you think about IQ? Yeah. What do you think about IQ, man? Do, do you, do you want good him first game? Good for starting? Uh, no. Cause I like okay. him on the second unit. I still okay, like okay. him on the second unit because I, I just, I, I get the whole floor spacing once again. I think you can overlap him during the parts of the game, but really you see what Derrick Rose brings and the maturity, the understanding of the pace, all that aspect of the game is much more necessary than just shooting straight up in a game like this because Derrick Rose has just been amazing, especially through these first two games. So let's talk, well, let's keep going on about quickly because I can just go on and on about Derrick Rose as I'm wearing my D Rose shorts right now. Oh, just wait, love D Rose. Do, do you think IQ can guard Trey Young? Uh, <sighs> I don't know if I. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Think I honestly I, don't know. I, I don't Reggie Bullock so. did a good job. Yeah, I think because uh, Reggie's tall and got the length. But I don't know about quickly. I don't necessarily want him using all of his energy defending while he's a better shooter, which is what I what I like about him. That's why I like him in the second unit because second units you're not necessarily have the greatest defenders out there. You're not going to have necessarily the greatest scorers. And that's why they're part of the second unit. And that's why I want quickly to just go out there and just rock, you know, but quickly, even though he gave us four points, went two from nine from the field, he played, he played decent defense within those 15 minutes. And I like what he's been giving. He's playing really well. I'm really happy about the experience that he's getting as a rookie. And it's just insane. And I was thinking about this yesterday. Obi Toppin, Emmanuel quickly giving us solid minutes in the playoffs. Insane. Oh, be top it. 
Man, I'm, I'm loving I'm loving this Obi Toppin coming out party. He's built for the, in playoffs. the playoffs. He's built for it. Oh this is what he's my this, God. Is, this is what he's made for. He's he he is Yes, there's less margin for error in the playoffs generally, but for him, he has such a small antiquated role that it's so hard for him to mess it up. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to think. He's not going anywhere. He's just like popping out for the, the pick and pop or crashing the board for uh, a rebound or just trying to hit the, the pick and roll. Like he's not doing anything. He's not part of the offense. You know what I mean? He's just, he's just mm-hmm. trying to hang around and he's, and he's hanging around well. And getting out in transition. Um, but I like before we get into Obi Top, because he's also part of the, the good aspect of yet of uh, yesterday's game. Let's touch on the last guy who's kind of in the middle between RJ Barrett, because RJ's kind of been struggling a little bit between the first two games. He's still giving us decent numbers. I, and he's playing good defense. He's not playing what we are used to seeing. I think it's along the same lines as Randall because he is that second guy that he's just getting the jitters out, even though he's not showing it. He has such a stoic face and just a stance about himself that we won't see it. But I think for him as well, it's just getting the nerves under wrap, playing on the biggest stage, even though he played on one of the biggest stages in college, Duke University. So I think for him, it's just getting more comfortable as well. Well, honestly, man, I love what RJ's doing. And I know the numbers, the only numbers that are kind of showing are the rebounds. He's, yeah. he's killing on the boards and his, his points aren't really that far off from the regular no. season. No, it's I just, mean, he, he, he's we're not talking splashing. about 18 points. He's, yeah, not, no, he's splashing. not splashing. I agree. But that's what we need. And that's need what we need. To... We need the three, we need the three pointer. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree. He, I agree. We, we would like him to get some more corner threes, but. I like him being the middle guy. I like him just getting boards, collecting points, being somewhat efficient. You know what I mean? He, I, I think he's like what, 38% from the field. He's got to raise that. But I, I just need him to obviously pick up his three-point percentage as well, like be more efficient. But I just need him to grab boards, be gritty, play defense, and just be that glue guy. Like just come in and just be solid. You know what I mean? I don't need anything crazy. Just be like, sure. I need like him to, I need him to get like those quiet eight points in the third quarter. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need anything nuts. Cause we're I on the road to. now, man. We're on the road, dude. We are on the road in Atlanta. It's a whole different ball game. And the one thing I know is there are Knicks fans in Atlanta. So I don't think it's like going to be just as hostile as it is, but it's going to be a whole different ball game. For sure. I don't think it's going to be that hostile at all. I, that's just another home <laughs> arena for the Knicks. Oh. <laughs> Come um, yeah. gonna, even, even if that is the case, they will pump music so loud that they'll make your ears bleed. Yes, absolutely. I think that's what we're going to, I think that's what we're going to witness too. Like in Don't forget, a lot of New Yorkers moved down to Georgia and Florida, so would not be surprised. But they just, just bar, I, 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 bar the soundtrack from Barclays. <laughs> I do, I do agree with you. I like what RJ is doing. And that's why I have him in this. He's not, he's not been, He's not been bad, but he hasn't been great either. He's kind of that okay to good what we're getting out of him. And he's been, he's been stable, right? He's been averaging around 18 points a game throughout the season. So he's not too far off, as you said. He got 13 points last night. He got eight rebounds. His defense was solid. He's getting out in transition. He's, he's pushing the pace when he can. He's doing all those things that you want from him to help this team succeed and keep the other, keep the defense off balance, right? Especially when they're on offense. 
but I, you know, I could, I, I would like a little bit more, especially from the three area, because we do need threes if we're going to be a competitive team. Because yeah. as we see, we saw, we saw both games, man. We're not really hitting threes at, at a high clip unless we're relying on someone like yeah. Alec Burks, Reggie Bullock. And we can't just rely on one guy. We've been decent from three this season, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the numbers have us high. I, I get that we're shooting very well from three as a team, but it's on low volume and I can't, I can't say we're, we're great. We're an efficient three point shooting team, not a great three point shooting team, an efficient team. And we need to keep up that efficiency. And that's why I need, that's why I just need from RJ Barrett. Yeah, well, but he's now, literally he's literally our worst three point shooter right now in the playoffs, twenty seven percent. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. I, outside of that, I like what RJ's been doing. But let's move on to now the good stuff that we saw, which is really comes from the second unit. I mean, we can just, I guess Burks. He, I mean, Burks had eleven points. It was more so of an off night for him, but he did what he needed to do, give you eleven points. The I guys that like, we. Yeah, I just I just like what Tibbs did, man. <laughs> Honestly, no, I just like so, I just like Tibbs' 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 Tibbs's pick and roll adjustments. He obviously adjusted in game two. He obviously is letting Trey Young shoot his threes now, like we like we asked for, and he he put his players finally in a position to win. I'm sorry to say, to start the second half. Yeah, he did. He made the adjustments that we've always been clamoring for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, we were crying about it, and he did it, and look what happened. Amazing. Fantastic. But let's talk about the guys. Let's finish up and talk about the guys that we liked and that we're happy about because Taj Gibson plus 23. I found that to be amazing. This dude, he is Taj Gibson, man. If I have to buy two jerseys for the season, (laughs) it's not Julius Randle and it's not RJ Barrett. It would be Taj Gibson and Derek Rose because these two guys are low key. The true, like, they're stable. They, they stabilize that second unit being the solid vets that you need. And they're still producing at a high level. Taj Gibson, nothing flashy, but as a backup center, as a backup center, what he's giving you, it is just astounding. Solid screens, boxing out, you know, all the gritty stuff that won't show up in the box score. He's doing all that while just being efficient when he gets the ball too. Three for four from the field got six points. Yeah, not flashy, but it's efficient. He's so efficient when he's on the court, man. He's really found the fountain of youth, and I'm jealous because he needs to. He needs to show me, man. I need to know where it is. He's just, <laughs> he's just playing great basketball. It's a ball head, it. bro. It's a it's a it's a sun directly to the ball, dude. Man. He looks great, honestly. Like, if you're, like <laughs> looking at him with the beard, the shaved head, he looks young, dude. If you it's told me he was in his, it's a new if look, he was, Alex. <laughs> I'll probably be there at some point with you. Uh, take your time. <laughs> But he, but it looks, he looks great, man. And honestly, him yesterday, because Nerlens Noel wasn't doing it for us, mm-hmm. especially in the pick and roll. He was guarding Quinn Capella so well in the pick and roll. Yes, he's not as quick as Mitch. He's not the most agile guy, but he's, he's, he just knows, he knows his body well enough where to place himself, how much space to give the, the ball handler and the roll man. He just, he just, he's just, he's so savvy that I just love it. I love, I love those type of guys. It reminds me of those older guys who play pickup basketball with you. And they're not necessarily the most athletic anymore because they're, they're, they're older. <laughs> they're not the most efficient, like shooters, like three point shooters. You can just say my name, bro. You can just say my name. <laughs> they're not John Malikas, but they, say, but they set good screens. They have a high IQ. They know where everyone should be and they just know how to work. They just know how to work using their body. So 
I just love it. Everything about right, it. Man, I'm not going to come out and play next pickup game, dude. Just fine. I was playing. Just... I was playing today. <laughs> um. So, game two was well, we had one good half, right? Like you said, we deserved to win game one. We lost. We didn't deserve to win game two. We won. Now we got game three and four in the A. What do you got, man? Well, man. Before we, I mean, before we get into predictions, can we quickly touch on uh, Obi Toppin and Derek Rose? Because I feel like we haven't really touched on those guys. I don't know. Oh yeah, we could we could wax poetic about D Rose and Obi all day long. Because we talk about, because we could also tell me how they're gonna do in Game Three, Game Four too. Okay, sure, that works too. So for Obi Toppin, I like what he first of all through Obi Toppin through these playoffs have just been. It really is. You said it. it's this is the coming out party for Obi Toppin. I love oh, yeah. it. And he's doing the simple things that you're talking about, cutting, doing the reads. You know, his game is so limited because we're not asking a lot of him. Also, as you said, I have to just say, I love the block that he had and he busted his ass in transition to get the oop from Burks. When I, I, I stood up so quick, like that DJ Khaled meme, bro, because I was like, except without being confused and, or just being stunned, I was just (laughs) elated with just joy because, oh my God, it's just beautiful because it just takes time for this guy, man. We've been saying it all season long. He just needs time. As you always like to say, Obi Toppin is a guy who needs an off season. (laughs) So bad. But he also needed, he also needed playoff experience. We, 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 we were, we neglected that. He does. And look, he's here now. He's given, he's getting the playoff experience that we needed and he's flourishing, man. He's flourishing in the bright lights, the brightest of the lights. And the last guy, Derek Rose, he's been great, man. Yeah. Really the point guard that we need. You <laughs> say we're not talking about D Rose. We've been talking about D Rose. Uh, all our lives, it feels like, even at the beginning of this episode, we can't stop talking about D-Rose. Because it's just amazing, dude, because, because he, everyone thought he was washed. Everyone thought he was done after all these injuries. Everyone thought that this guy should have been out of the league a couple of years ago when he went to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Remember that? Remember that team? <laughs> Last year, LeBron was there before that team. What, what was number imploded. was he? Some obscure number, right? Like 85 or something? Uh, no, I think he was 25. 25. I think he kept 25. Okay, okay. I think he kept the 25 because that was like the, it's very sentimental for him. Was that Baron Davis, 85? Okay, sorry. Yeah, Baron Davis was 85. <laughs> okay. But, but he gets traded from Cleveland, goes to Minnesota, plays with Tibbs again, scores 50 points. I think the <laughs> last season, last season there before he got traded to Detroit. And I remember just him being emotional because he talked about how hard it was for him to work, to come through the injuries and to transform his game, to just play the way that he is. He's not that reckless abandonment player where he's just driving down the lane, one man transition crew, jamming it on your face, you know, super hyper athletic, super quick defense, like awesome on defense, you know, just he's not that guy anymore. But he's crafted his game to still be efficient, still has the quickness to get by you, still have to honor him once he penetrates. But yet he's become a better jump shooter as well because he wasn't necessarily a good jump shooter when he came into the league. Mm-hmm. And he's been efficient, more Westbrooky. He was kind of Westbrooky as a as a as a mid range shooter back in Chicago. Yeah, although I would say Westbrook Westbrook was more D Rose because he was the same <laughs> thing he was after. So let's go. That's how I'd put it. Um, 
So I just love everything about Derek Rose doing it. And to see him doing it on the Knicks with Tibbs and Taj, you know, Taj talked about in a post game, just beautiful. And to now go into what do I think for game three, I still think we're going to get the second unit playing this well, even though it's going to be on and off between you're getting something from Burks or quickly. I think you're still going to get Derek Rose, Taj Gibson, Taj Gibson and Obi Toppin being the high, being the producers. Obi Toppin really? is necessarily the highest producer, but I still think from the second unit, those three guys alone is what you're going to see because Derek Rose is now getting more rest with Obi to help look for him in transition, even though it was Alec Burks. But guys are now starting to look for them. I, the second unit is really coming to, is really gelling together where offensively, they're the most fun, they're the most fun to watch. It, it's just, Hands down. We know this ever since we got D-Rose. More fun, faster paced. It looks like a modern team when they're out on the court. We get that Julius Randle, Reggie Bulk, and RJ Barrett are going to be the guys for the first unit just grinding it out, battling for every bucket, and that's fine. It really is like Jekyll and Hyde with what this team does. Not in their sense of how good can they play, but just what it transforms when you get two different units. So... I, for the second unit, I think we're still uh, we're going to have to still rely on them because they're the guys who've been bailing us out. But what we do need is Julius Randle, Reggie Bullock, and R.J. Barrett. And I think those guys will have a better game in Game 3. I think now that we're starting to see Randle get more comfortable, as you mentioned earlier, it will unlock Reggie Bullock. And I think Barrett will start to get a little bit more comfortable as well. As uh, for New Orleans Noel, he's going to... Be, uh, he's going to be situational, you know. That, that's what I'm going to get out of him. Once okay. Clint Capella comes out, you can probably get him in, get some minutes in. Okay, I still want Nerland starting. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to start, but I think that based on how how much we're getting blown out by the pick and roll, we're going to see him come out sooner. You know, and if he's having a starting. Game, I told you, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't. We don't need him. I think we can go no, somewhere know, yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I know, but I know we don't need him. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, the issue is with Frank starting is that we've seen what Frank is with, as a starting point guard in the first unit. And Burks. that hasn't been pretty either. I want Burks. I would love Burks too, you know? I want and you Burks have to, but you, but, you, but you have to, what you have to do. I wouldn't mind Burks in the starting unit and then you put Frank, you know, bring Frank in for the second unit. No, no, bring IQ and D Rose. No, 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 but I'm saying, no, 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 I'm talking about like, we're still using 10 guys. You know, you're talking yeah, about no, Nixon like, Frank. Yeah, leave Frank like, like late, or you could put Elf late, like late. Like if you need someone at the end, end, put them in, but like, we yeah, don't. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They're still with the second unit is what I'm saying. They're not getting major minutes. They're just with the second unit. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm good. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm good with quickly and D-Rose running the show after Burks and Barrett. Like that's just, that's just how I'll put it. And then, and then honestly, give me point Randall for the rest of the time. I mean, that's the team. That, those, those should be the only ball handlers. Like, if I'm, if I'm Tibbs, which I'm not, like that, that, that's how I'm running the team. Like, those are the only guys allowed to bring up the ball. Bullock sometimes, but not really, man. Like, really, you're the emergency guy. Otherwise, like, I need you guys running the show. I, I appreciate your optimism on Obi. I don't think he's going to translate to Atlanta, especially his first road game. Don't forget, we're talking about all these people's first playoff game, first playoff game, now it's their first road game. I think Randall's going to really, really respond on the road. I wouldn't be, I'm not saying, oh, I think what we're getting out of Obi right now is six to eight points is what we're still going to get out of Obi this series, in I, all honesty. In game three I and really, four, though? 
Yeah, I, I really three. think so. At least game three. I really think so. I, I he start, who looks so comfortable out there, and I think the second unit has really come to a point where it's gelling. And he's not. Keep in mind, he's not getting a lot of minutes. He's only getting twelve minutes. He's he's not getting that many minutes. But it's in the garden, bro. It's in the garden. It's loud. He feeds off momentum. He dunks it. You know what I'm saying? Like he he, he had those open threes because no because they're not paying attention to him. Like he's he's having a very stereotypical home playoff. You know, home explosive player playoff games. Couple games. I get that. You know what I'm trying to say. I get what you're saying. I still think he, I still think he, I know uh, this is where we're just differing. There's not, I'm not, yeah. you're not going to convince me. I'm not going to convince you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I, this is my, this is my prediction. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to convince. It's just like, I, I hope I'm wrong. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm right. I just, I'm, this is what I'm worried about. So like looking into game three and four, like I'm looking for Burks to make a difference when you obviously Randall and Bullock, like you keep, like we keep mentioning the centers. I, I don't think t- like, it just is what it is. You know, you talked about it with Noel and the PNR. We talked about Taj giving us everything. I don't know if he's going to still be able to talk about minutes, dude. I'm not giving us 28 minutes here. Taj, what we got from Taj in game two. If you're asking, am I going, are we going to get the same type of performance? Not the same one, but we're, we're going to get something close to it. You know what I mean? That's, that was 110%. We're going to get 110% out of every guy. Uh, every single night. That's just not realistic. So I'm expecting him to take a step back a little bit, but I don't think it'll be yeah. that far back because at the same time, if we're looking at who Taj is playing against at that position, there's not many guys who have that playoff experience and have the savviness as Taj. So that's why I think for him, he'll still have a good game because of the youth of the Atlanta Hawks. And that's the same thing with Derek Rose and for Obi Toppin as well. This is why I think he can be comfortable because if it's John Collins that is going up against him, I don't think John Collins is that savvy and that oh. that crazy that oh. he's going to what? I oh. think he's gonna he'll allow, he'll allow Obi to go he'll roam. He'll allow Obi Dude, to roam free. I I think John Collins is gonna have at least one of these games, he's gonna have a game one performance. At least one of these games. He's Absolutely. He, he kills it in Atlanta. He's gonna run by the crowd. Trey Young threes are gonna are gonna are gonna move the needle. Bogey threes are gonna move the needle. Anything Lou Will does is gonna move the needle in that in the building. And they're gonna own a rebounds in the paint like they've kind of been doing. John Collins is gonna be slashing on us. I'm yeah, we're, but- I'm, I'm I'm the only person the only person because you kind of said it, dude. We're kind of screwed with Clint Capella and John Collins. We're kind of screwed there with our centers. They're gonna run the pick and roll, and it's not gonna be great. So we're kind of giving that up, right? Let's just give that part up. Offensively, defensively, they're not the best. I mean, besides Clint, not Clint Capella. This is what I'm saying for John Collins and Obi Toppin. John Collins is not great defensively, and that's where I think Obi can shine. It will it'll allow him to get comfortable offensively okay. to give us the production that we're seeing. That's all so I'm that's saying. Our I'm not gonna that's say our not, that's our X factor. Then that's gonna be our X factor. Uh, Burks is the X, is the true X factor. Yeah, true. Okay. That's true. the true X factor. Obi Toppin, I don't know what to Well, call John him. Collins. No, John Collins. As an X factor? For them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, now we have to stop him. We, 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 we couldn't really, we stopped him yesterday. We have him completely down. I think that was more, personally, more of a Knicks home thing, uh, in game two. I, I, I'm kind of worried about him in game three, if I'm being honest. 
But Julius Randle is guarding Collins more so than it is Obi Toppin. Like he'll get, there'll be stretches where Toppin will be out there on Collins. And on top of that, you're going to have, uh, Okongwu, Onyeka Okongwu, who's also a rookie. I know. I'm not, and that's why I'm saying Obi will have the chance to continue to help the second unit because you're talking about those two guys between splitting those two guys. (laughs) (laughs) I love that Tony Snell is out there, by the way. I, I truly, truly do. I know he had, he had 13 minutes, bro. How did I know, he get I, 13 he, minutes? He had a couple threes. I still think this is where people, when I hear that the Hawks are a more, are a deeper team than us, I'm like, really? You're telling me Tony Snell? Is that in Onyeka Nkangwu? I mean, he got four. Like, I guess four minutes. But yeah, I mean, I'm aware still, about like, you're, you're putting, you're putting him out there. That's, we got, I feel like we have legitimately 10 guys. Yeah. Okay. That's Hawks don't have ten guys. They, just have, they, they have like they have like four shooters. They got they got Young, Bogey, Gallo, Hooter. Do we want to put Hunter in there as a shooter? No. Eh. Eh. Yeah, exactly. Eh. And then Lou Will could come in and do some damage. I mean, they got some shooters, so they do have shooters. I'm kind of. What do you think about Game Three, Game Four, man? Help me out here. One and one again. This is this is gonna be a long series. Which one? Uh, I think we take the first one in Atlanta. Really? Yeah. Wow, that would be huge. I think. Hmm. I think we take the, the momentum first one is Atlanta. with us. The momentum is with us. I think we take the first one in Atlanta. Okay, I'm with you. Let's Honestly. do it. Let's take the first one in Atlanta. We're gonna lose the second one, obviously. Right? We're gonna get blown uh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Bad. No, it's not gonna be blown. It's not gonna be blown. I, we're gonna see, what we're seeing right now is the way the games are gonna go. It's gonna be tight, tightly contested games. Okay. So that means game five when I'm there, it's going to be two, two. Yeah. Holy God. So that means, that means it's going to go seven. <sighs> Probably, man. Okay. All right. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Game se- I wouldn't be surprised. I'd hope they can close out in game six. I hope they, you know, they come back to New York, win in New York and then close out down in Atlanta, but it would probably be a, a seven game series just because these teams are so young. This has been ugly basketball, bro. This is not pretty. Okay, I don't expect a, it to be pretty at all. Give me a percentage that the Knicks sweep these two. Percentage? Yeah, like I mean, like you know, I don't know. However you want to get scale from one to ten, twenty percent. Okay, how about the the Atlanta beats us twice? Which, by the way, by the way, game one was the first time they beat us all year, and I was at a buzzer beater. Just throwing that out there. Atlanta beats us twice. I go up to forty percent. Wow, you think there's a better chance of them beating us twice than us beating them twice? Yeah, we blew home court advantage, and that's why. I feel like they can still utilize that. Okay. Um, against us down in Atlanta. Okay. That's just, and it's their home court. That's why. Okay. And then most, more likely than not, they're going one on one. Yes. I think that okay. is more likely to happen. I think we're going one on one down there. And I, think I think that's winning. the, I, I think that's the easy way out. I think. One and one is the easy way out, and I agree with you. Game three, momentum. Also, maybe a little hawk jitters. You know what I mean? Their yeah. their first home game too, first playoff game at home. Like maybe they're a little bit worried. So I, I could see game three, especially first half. I could see the Knicks coming out pretty hot. And I think here's the thing: they got shook. Like like Kevin Herter. Yeah. They got shook. Yo, they were shook yeah. yesterday. I was they shook, were shook yesterday. I promise you, it was a different feel than game one, man. I we didn't get too far into it. <laughs> It was a different feel, bro. It was a different feel. I was, but, but, it was, it was not, we weren't paying attention to every dribble every second. It was more of like a free flowing game. It was, but, and this is where 
like the vibe there was so different, especially when they started making that comeback. Um, just interesting. One thing that would shock me though is that after Obi dunked, where it really got the crowd going, I was surprised that McMillan didn't call a timeout because he allowed the crowd to really get into it. And yeah, that, that was one, shocking. That one and oh man, I, I it slipped my mind. Exactly when was it the first quarter? It might have been the first quarter when they were on the. Oh yeah, dude, yes, bro. It was was, was the score seven two and then and then seven nineteen. Was that yes. a thing? Oh yeah, my was- god, dude! I was going. I can't believe we didn't lead with this. I was going absolutely bonkers, yo. We were up seven two, and like I felt like I was the only one in the world that was noticing it happen. You know what I mean? I'm just like. We haven't scored in four minutes. We haven't scored in six minutes. We haven't scored nine minutes. I was like, guys, the score was seven to two. It's nineteen seven, and the guy next to me, uh, at first, the only reason I bring this up is at first Tibbs took too long to call a timeout. I was with Tibbs. I was like, no, give him one more play. Give him one more play. And then he's like, bro, they're on a fifteen hole run right now. So we're like. Tibbs also took a little bit long to call timeout yesterday, so I'm really not sure why the coaches were holding that off a little bit. Yeah, it was really that was weird. That was weird. That first weird. quarter, what was going on? Could you just like I, I just, no? I don't even want to. I don't even want to relive it. I that that's what just happened? Me. What happened? I have no idea. Well, but seriously, what happened? Because like I was okay. there. I you want to know, no know what happened? happened? Yeah, tell me. <laughs> Too much isolation basketball. What we're getting to? Julius Randle was just chucking up shots. And then when, when one person starts playing too much ISO, it then creates everyone else to, oh, I got to go get mine because I, I need to get in rhythm. And it's not free flowing. It's not looking for the guy. We, passing the ball, playing team basketball opens up everything for everyone. They feel involved. This is a legitimate thing when you play the game. You have to let everyone touch the ball. There's just an energy that transfers saying, I'm part of this team. They trust me. They're giving it to me. I can play my game. When you start chucking shots where everyone's just trying to get their own, it, it just sucks. It legitimately just sucks. And I thank God they started playing better team basketball in the second half. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know what I think it is a little bit? I think it's a little bit that they know that there's no point guard for the first four minutes and they're allowed to chuck. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. I wouldn't be surprised. I, wouldn't I mean, be surprised. They, they, they do things like that. Like yesterday, RJ knew he was coming out for IQ. And he chucked up a three. It was a good three, but he chucked it up because he saw IQ coming in for him. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're normal. They're basketball players. Just, you know, like they're just basketball players, man. They know when they're about to get subbed out. It's time to take one last shot. Just like you and I, you know, playing rec ball. Yeah. That's how it is. And so that's why there needs to be more team basketball, honestly, with the first unit. Because once the second unit came in, you saw what happened. We got up to it's 24 18 within no time. All right. We're back in the game. Right. We're back in the game. Yeah, I I agree. And honestly, man, I I have a I have a really crazy prediction. I think the Knicks are going to win. I think the Knicks are going to win game three and four. Wow, I, I really w- do. I really do. I'm not even joking because think about it, man. All year long, the Hawks couldn't beat us. All year long, the Knicks are going on hard road trips. And winning games. All year long, the Knicks are going back to backs versus teams and we're giving them splits everywhere. Go, go back listen to the recordings. Half, half. We're always trying to split them and they always proved us wrong, especially in the second half of the season when all we were doing was looking at their schedule. 
So I really, I think they're going to win game three, like one game at a time, obviously. I think they're going to win game three, especially because Derek Rose is flying with an, a Tribe Called Quest face mask. I mean, what else do you need? Mm. He's definitely going to go off in Atlanta. I think, I really, really do think so. I think Randall's going to have a big game. I think our set, the, our, our centers are going to get killed. Yeah. I think we're going to win game three and I think we're going to win game four. I don't think we're going to win. I I don't think we're going to win game five though. John's booking it right now. John's booking it right now. We're winning game three and game four. And on that note, I want to end on that, that point because I like that point. All right. So right there, that's where we're going to end it. I like it, John. I like it. I want a season. I want a clincher game five. There we go. I like it. I like it. I'm not going to win it, but I want a clinching game. I like it. But John, before we get out of here, uh, that, being done with our next talk, let's talk about some NBA playoffs real quick because, you know, there's some good games right now. And the first one I want to bring up to you is the Dallas Mavericks and the LA Clippers who are just crapping the bed because they had home court advantage and they allowed the, they allowed the Mavericks to go two and oh, and now they're going home. <laughs> uh, what do you think about that? I love Luka Doncic. I think anyone who even makes a suggestion not in jest that the Knicks somehow fumbled anything by getting rid of THJ is ridiculous. I think KP stinks. I will say again, I love Luka Doncic so much. And... The Clippers are the biggest frauds in the world. And I don't think it has anything to do with the individual of, I was going to say individual players, but that's not true because no, no, some players are certain, bad. Some players are bad. There's a certain person I'd really have to harp on. Are you going to give me the cliche? What? Are you talking about playoff P? No. I, oh, I okay. Thank fine. God. Cause he's been playing fine. Yeah, no, he's been playing. Fine. Yeah, okay, 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 that's fine. So I, I, well, number one, this the Black Out Staples Center is probably the worst court in the NBA. It's the, ugly. It's the worst court in the NBA. It is ugly. <laughs> Their fan, it, they, oh, I like it is, man. Yeah, it's tough. It really, I mean, like, I really like the Brooklyn Nets court, and like, that's a lot to say. Like, I really like the Clippers are tough to play in. It's a tough home field, and is Tyrone Lue like a real a real coach? Like, I, I'm sorry to say, is he like a real like coach? You know what I'm saying? So how I won't, I won't I won't go too hard on him, and I get it that he won with LeBron, and he went to the he's the man, like he's a cool guy, but like is he like and he's like, I, I I don't know, dude, like, I do not know because I will give him the benefit of the doubt being the first year with another team outside of LeBron as a head coach, right? I'll give him that benefit of the doubt and really just trying to get everyone under wraps. Uh, for he's me, a more coach so guy, he definitely is, but for me, the issue more comes more so with Patrick Bevel. Beverly. <laughs> yeah. Who, like you don't have, you don't have a Patrick Beverly with Carlisle. You know what I'm trying to say? Then this is the thing. Pat Bev was known for his defense. Not even giving you that right now. You know, he's he, nothing. He's, he's giving, he's, he's not going to he tell you about his injuries. He don't worry. He's he going to tell you all about his injuries after this year. He can't organize the, the offense. He's not doing any of that. He really <laughs> organized the it, offense, bro. He's, he's straight up. They could he's use there. Alfred Payton. They could use Alfred Payton so bad. It's crazy. And I think. Like the fact that the Clippers are the kryptonite to playoff Rondo, like really upsets me. 
Yeah. Like playoff Rondo has been playing. He's been good. I mean, he was, like, he, he played well, you know, but he's still, well, when he gets on the court, still, but it's even, not enough. Even exactly. Even, even he can't like get through but, this, like, but dude, there's, there's more people that have to step up. Like you can't have just Kawhi and PG doing it as the only two guys, you know, like there has to be someone else getting some buckets. Can I say something? And you're going to not like it. The Clippers are who we thought the Nets were. Oof. Yeah. Or who we hoped the Nets would be. That that makes more sense. Who we that's hoped what I the meant. Nets would be. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. No, that, that's you know sure. what I'm trying to say? I mean, yeah, because no, like they, they just have individual guys that stink. And, and a coach that just even this young guy, I know he has experience, but he can't do anything. They all like are just chilling. Like everything's weird out there. Like they're just secondary. Like they are exactly who we hoped the Brooklyn Nets would be, but they're not. But we won't get into that. Yeah, we don't. Have KD to, hasn't missed in, in in a decade. We don't have to dive too much into that, and their bench hasn't been helping too. Like Reggie Jackson, he stinks. Like, he's average. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's uh, so it's. Who do you got? Who do you series? Bro. They're playing three point guards, which is ridiculous. I also ridiculous. love. I love Rick Brunson with all my heart. Oh, Brun! I like Brunson. Yeah. <laughs> Give me him. He, he deserves to be a Nick so bad. He does. You know. You know his contract's not even guaranteed next year. That's How crazy! Cool. Is oh, that? we, yeah, because he's a yeah, he's a RFA, right? No, he's not. It's nothing. He just signed like a bad. He just signed like a non guaranteed whatever, and he, they, they're gonna pick it up. And then he's he's uh, slated to be an unrestricted free agent in a year. Okay. Yeah. You can't even match it. It's not like that. Like we can't offer him a contract. I don't think it's just, it's just Dallas has to guarantee their money on the books for him. Kind of like a NFL record when I was like, you, you, when I was you know who at I, it. you know who I like on the Clippers though? I really like Terrence Mann. Okay. I really Dude, like him. I can't believe Vinny Smith has been doing what he's doing on the road. I'm a very big like role player home playoff is a big deal. You yeah. know, like I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. And when they step up on the road, those are the winning teams. Like, if you really quick think last year, like, that was KCP for the Lakers. And yeah. I think that people like Finney Smith, they win the series. Players oh, for sure. Like, when you get your role players playing at a high level, that's, on that's the road. what changes everything. On the road. And that's, and that's the thing. The Clipper, the Clippers don't have any of those type of guys. You know, they got Patrick Beverly, Reggie Jackson. The only thing is they have all Nicholas those. Nicholas Batum. Like oh, man, I'm so mad that Batum fell off the cliff when he got hurt. Um I love Batum. He was such a killer. Like they like they gotta produce more than what they're giving you right now. But the, 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 the best thing about them though is they're not gonna get phased. Kawhi Leonard's not gonna get phased by the crowd on the road. He doesn't care. I'm not gonna say about playoff Pete. I think Beverly's better on the road mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to that stuff. I think that Zubach is getting Absolutely crushed in the pick and roll. You talk about pick and roll against the Knicks, dude. Zubac, they literally seek out Zubac every play. Every single Your play that he's in there. My boy, bro. My boy. Everything I wanted him on the Knicks. Thank the, thank the heavens that that didn't happen because he is being so exposed. I don't know if that's a Zubac thing. I don't know if that's a Tyrell Lou thing. I don't know if that's a Clippers thing, but it's, it's bad out there, man. It really, it really is. Like they are. Cutting him up and they have, I don't know. Also, I don't know if that's a Luka Doncic thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. What do you got in the series? You. They're going back to Dallas. 
Yeah, it's not got? good for the. Uh, it's not good for uh, the, they're gonna. Go, I think it'll go one and one. Honestly, okay. I think that, I, I think that they'll make it. They'll make it. Clip, who's gonna win game three? Who's gonna win game three? Oh, Clippers. Okay. Yeah. No. They they got to bounce back. If they don't win game three, Sayonara. They're they're packing up. Call it a day. I think Dallas uh, might win game three. I would not be surprised, but I'm not joking. This is gonna be a game. Dallas gonna win game three. If this is gonna be a game, Clippers need to win. No, but that's. I, what do, you, what, do you, what do you got? I think it's going to be Dallas 3-0, and then Clippers win two in a row. Okay. okay. And, then, and then we'll see what happens, because then Dallas has to try to close them out back at home, game six. All right. That's, that's what, fair. That, yeah, the, so we'll see. We'll see. That would be a six or seven. That's how I think this, that's how I think this series is going to play out. All right. Choose one more. Choose one game that you, you've been interested. I gave you the, the one game that uh, – The one series? I, uh, yeah, I got no, I, no, 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 no. I'm ta- like which which net, which playoff game? Because I, ch- I I was talking about Mavericks and uh, Clippers. Give me one uh, playoff game that you yeah. wanna you wanna yeah, discuss. Yeah. So I think my favorite. Oh man, this is tough because there's there's one that everybody should talk about in the Utah Jazz in the Lakers Suns, which is a fun series. But I just want to talk about the Jazz Memphis Grizzlies because I mean, talk if you about want, a if hot you, take. If, I want you, I, I want Memphis to win, bro. I think Memphis is gonna win. Okay. Before I get into that one, give me your quick, and I mean super quick, Lakers Suns take. Cause I know you want to talk about that one too. I know you've been interested in that game. Uh, is CP alive? Does he have a torn labrum? And that's the question. I think he has really? a torn labrum. I think it's, I think it's Lakers in six. Man. Or, or, I mean, LeBron is the king of gentlemen sweeps, and it drives me nuts. He just gives them the first one and then sweeps them. But I think I think CP might pull one more out. So I'm I'm gonna give them six Lakers and six. Right. What do you got? Yeah, CP being hurt is the is the the deciding factor. And if he's hurt, give me the Lakers and six too. Uh, I, I I I'm with you. And that's that's the rough part. Do you like That's any really players? Do you like any players? Because I want, I really love D Book. I, re- I mean, I really D-book, love Jay Crowder. It's DeAndre Ayton. Uh, yeah, Jay Crowder, amazing. solid, solid dude. I like Mikhail Bridges. Cam Johnson's good. Those are the guys I really like on that team. Dude, so. dude Ayton. Uh, not, you're talking about my boy Andre Drummond, bro. If, if if Ayton gets the ball anywhere between the free throw line and the three point line, Andre Drummond's in the dust. Yeah, he's in the dust. But yo, shout out to shout out to Anthony Davis and LeBron for being healthy. Even though we're hate, we were generally haters. Shout out to them for being healthy. They're they're killing it. They only they like they are literally carrying this team. Like if they even sit out for five minutes, <laughs> or if they sit out for a quarter, they lose. For sure. Like Randall had a bad game. We almost won. Yeah, it's not sure. like that. You know what I mean? Not. But a- let's talk about let's talk about Jazz Grizzlies, man. Because I can't. Keep my eyes off the series. I know Donovan Mitchell is your boy, so it makes me even more interested in this series. And yeah. honestly, like this was supposed to be a short episode, Alex, but we cannot, we can't stop talking about the Knicks. We can't stop talking about these NBA playoffs. And I, can't, I am so excited for this Memphis Jazz series to see how it plays out because yeah, they have the two sixth men of the year, right? In Jordan Clarkson and Ingles. Yes, they have. You know, the defensive player of the year every year, not that, you know, that's, he's hovering around there and go bear. Yes, they have the superstar in Mitchell. I, I like the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I, man, I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to 
be a very, very, very tough out at home. I don't disagree with you whatsoever about the Grizzlies being a tough out. They play gritty. They're another team that's just gritty. They're not necessarily – they're another team like the Hawks that's just young and upcoming. Uh, the difference between them and the Hawks is that they play gritty basketball. Yeah, they don't, like, they don't chuck. Like, they don't chuck. The yeah, Hawks they, chuck. Yeah, no, they like Grizzlies. They're in the paint. They're mid, they're mid range, like, like get in the paint, get the board, punch you in the face. Jaron yeah. Jackson Jr.'s back. Valanciunas is a monster. Like they're, they're here to hit you. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're at a work. And I like that team for that reason. Yeah, dude. It um, gives me those, Zach, the Zebo vibes. They got the, they got the Zebo. No, Zeebo it really vibes. is. No, dude, this is like the return of the grit and grind. Uh, yeah, Grizzlies. I love it. I love them. So. I like the Grizzlies. I think they're going to be a tough out. It really all depends because they that game that was a high scoring game. First of all, it's, oh it's, my god, there's no defense. Like, why so is John Moran just Westbrook again? Another Westbrook uh, uh, no, comparison? I'm not. Do, I'm not doing that. Not doing that. Let's cut that right now. But he's pretty Way bad too young. sometimes. No. Here's my. <laughs> I have a question. If you're the Utah, here's the question, man. This is how, for me, this is how I break the barrier of like, of like my, my bias. If I'm on the other team, do I want John Morant shooting in the fourth quarter? Yes. Shooting from the three? Absolutely. Exactly. That's the game plan. Yeah. No, I don't want to. Even if he has 45. No, I agree with you 100% on that point. That's a problem. That's, that's, that's a problem in the playoffs. But the thing is, especially on the road. But the thing is, and it's crazy because, Ja took a hell of a lot of shots. He took yeah. six attempts, which that's insane. He needs yeah. to tone that down and get everyone else involved. Um, I get that. I get, I get the whole point of this is your guy. Let him go if he's cooking and he was cooking, right? He shot efficiently, but he, he didn't really play efficiently. You know what I mean? Like he shot efficiently, but he didn't play efficiently. There's, more that could have been desired. Other guys you could have gotten involved to get okay. easier looks. And that's interesting. I'm not, I'm not, that's I'm not against, look about it. That's a, that's not, I'm not against take. him. I'm not against him like getting 47 points and doing everything you need to do to lead your team to victory. It just doesn't come from the point guard position in my eyes. You know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless you're Steph Curry who could just shoot and just draw out everybody because shoot, unless you're like an automatic shooter like that. If you have to attack the rim, always try to go for the lay-in or just go for mid-range. It's pretty tough if you're not an efficient three-point shooter. And if John Morant was more of an efficient three-point shooter, I wouldn't be harping as much. But because he has guys who can hit the three, right? Because you do have, you know, you do have a Dylan Brooks. You do have, uh, you do have a Desmond Bain on the team. Other guys who can help you out. Mm-hmm. You know, even even uh, you know, even though Anderson's I love that not Desmond Bain's getting minutes, yeah, like guys like that that you could just go rely on. You know, it looks even good, even Melton, right? You can give yep. him the ball a little bit. So there's other guys that can help him out. Got to utilize so those guys. Yeah, Got to utilize good. them. What do you think? What do you think this series is gonna go? Six. I think it's six, and I think the Jazz do it. Although I would be with you. I'm with you that I want to see the Grizzlies do it. You think they're gonna? You think, what do you think is gonna happen the next two in Memphis? I think I, once again, I think this is gonna be a split. I don't think it will be. So be two, 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 two back in the Jazz. Yeah, and I think the Jazz, the Jazz then win. Co- I think the Jazz then close it out because the Jazz have been here before. What do you mean? It's one one, isn't it? 
Yeah, but I mean, like after that. So once it's two okay, two, so they go home and then they'll go to Grizzly and close out in Grizzly Memphis. Oh, right? okay. Go. Okay, yeah. so you got Utah in six. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I see. I see. I see Utah in seven. Woo. Yeah, that'll be fun. Back in Utah. Oh. Yep. Yep. They'll crush be, them, but it'll be. How it'll be, crazy be would fun. that be? How crazy would that be if for because let's remember Mike Connolly was a lifelong Grizzly for a long time and mm-hmm. now he has to face his guys and if you go to seven your 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 fate of moving on in the playoffs is at the hands of the Grizzlies <laughs> yeah that's probably they'll crush him that's quite uh that's quite that'd be quite six smart. makes more sense I'd give it like maybe like a 75 percent chance or 60 percent chance six but I I could definitely see it going seven man just like Memphis winning at splitting all they have to do is win two more two games at home when when split one of these game three or four and then Game six. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's no, all I have to that do. works. It's just two that games. Works. So that's how I, see. Uh, I know you don't, I know we don't have time. I know we're out of time. I know you don't want to do it, but are the Heat going to win a game quick? Yes. One. And that's oh. it. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think they'll win Hawks two. Doing it. I don't Hawks think so. Doing it. I don't think yeah. so, but okay. Whatever. All right. All right. That's it. That's it for uh, this next episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Uh, everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening to another Knicks episode and just listen to us talk about the playoffs because this is the best time of the year. Again, playoff basketball, all that stuff. Knicks are in the playoffs. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely this time amazing. my day, but like being at the garden is amazing. Being on seventh Ave, acting like we won the championships. Amazing. I love it. It is. We should be riding high as Knicks fans. All right. Just keep riding high. Enjoy keep the moment. Games, keep winning games. Keep, and keep winning games. So catch you later this week or next week, I should say, after this episode drops. But once again, as I said, thank you for everyone tuning in for another next episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to give us a five-star review and to leave a comment in the section. We definitely appreciate that. Trying to grow this and grow the community that comes with it. Also, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So catch you later, everyone. Let's go Knicks. Voicemail's coming soon. Let's go Knicks. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.